Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about how you as a leader can achieve success and help others achieve success by working through challenges and failure. With me today is Avi Wilson. Avi is a transformational professional speaker with expertise in resilience, entrepreneurship, and self-discovery who works to inspire others with his story of overcoming childhood trauma and mental health challenges. He's passionate about helping individuals overcome their challenges to find work-life balance and live fulfilling and happy lives where they flourish and thrive. Welcome, Avi. It's great to have you here with me today. Such an honor. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate your time and for having me on your show. You're very welcome. To get us started this morning, can you tell us a little bit about your leadership journey and how you became to helping others? Absolutely. So I feel like for a lot of us, not just myself, but like we're trying to put in the, we're put into these boxes, right? We're supposed to take this path. We're in you, you know, get a job and have a family and it's all the same. Right. And for me, I never quite fit into that. I always kind of was an outlier in the sense of uh, I made my own path. I paved my own way. And I think that largely uh, has to do with like our purpose, right. And finding our purpose and that's something that so many of us struggle with to find what it is that we're supposed to do. And we do things just because, you know, somebody else said that, or that we have some expectation or, you know, it's what our family wants, our friends want, you know, but like taking a really deep reflection and finding out what, what it is that makes our heartbeat, I think is, is really important, right? Cause if you do what you love uh, you never work a day in your life. Right. So it's so important. And for me, for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to do, like so many of us. And that journey was has been very interesting. And after a while, you know, I did finally find what it is that I want to do. And one of it's not just one thing, there's multiple things. And my opinion on that too is not to put all our eggs in one basket, which is exactly what I did not do, um, which is great because things will fall through the fallout flat. Right. And then it's like, man, now what do I do? Right. So having multiple eggs in different baskets, as I like to put it uh, metaphorically is my approach. And for me, that's been, that's been speaking, that's been self-publishing, that's uh, creating a parenting newsletter. And then I, on top of that, I have a sales role. And those are just the top. I have other things too, but like, those are my, my top four big ones that I focus on. And that's really, allowed me to broaden my horizons professionally and find what it is that I really enjoy doing. Because yes, it's work, but when you benefit from it and it's your baby, it, it's like, there's something so nice about that. Like you having your own podcast, like how nice is that, that you have your own thing and you get yeah. to meet people. And like, that's so, that's such a cool and valuable thing. And yeah, no, thanks so much for sharing. And uh, being so transparent. Uh, a lot of what you're talking about reminds me, uh, I had a chance to meet Sir Ken Robinson, who has since passed away. He wrote a book called The Element, which is exactly what you're talking about, finding out what you're really passionate about and what you love to do. And then he talks a little more about trying to monetize that, of course, and how can that support you know the lifestyle. And sometimes you can't find something you love that can support your lifestyle. So maybe that's something you do in your spare time or as a hobby and things like that. So you're still feeling that passion, but you're right. There's no real rush to picking a career or picking, you know, what am I going to do? And I don't have to have it all laid out as much of a planner as I am. It's great to have a, a diverse uh, set of interests and things to do. 
absolutely. Yeah. Challenging ourselves is something that's really fundamental. And, and I learned that from the book, uh, Emotional Agility, that's by Susan David. And so challenging ourselves, that, that's super, super important. Otherwise, things get really stale. And as I understand it, you teach something called champion-based leadership. What can you tell us about that? So that's a framework that I developed that I hope to do a TEDx talk at some point. But it, the framework I created for that is B, the BAC process, which stands for Be a Champion. And they're abbreviated for B, which is balance realism with optimism. A start, stands for uh, activate your spark. And C stands for change your narrative. And with that process, that's ex literally exactly what I did to find my own inner champion. And it's what I teach and try to bring out in others, right? Because for me, what I've noticed is that there are two type of champions. There's one that just wins for those themselves and toots their own horn. And that's awesome. That's great. Good for you. But a true champion not only brings out the best in themselves, but also the best in others. And that doesn't mean that they can go out and you can't like make save the entire world. Even Superman can't do that. But at the very least, to help the people around you. That to me distinguishes uh, just a regular champion who doesn't really care about anybody else. It's just for them getting all the spotlight, all the glory. A true champion makes other people around them. They go out of their way and make that sacrifice and selfless decision to say, hey, I'm going to help other people become champions because I recognize that if I could do it, I can help bring out the fullest potential in other people. And that's why we're here. One of the big reasons why we're here on this earth is to is for human potential, right? So, you know, we should all be pushing ourselves and others to, uh, to reach our full potential as, as much as possible. I love the certain leadership aspect of that. That's music to my ears. And speaking of leadership, part of being a leader is setting strategy. What is your strategy for reaching your goals and achieving success? It's a great, great question. So I am a big advocate for uh, Henry Ford as well as Walt Disney. So there's a lot of things to learn from uh, Ford. But one of the things is whether you believe you can or can't, you're right either way, which is so important for mindset. It just, it's super powerful, right? Because we do engage in negative self-talk and like, oh, this is going to fail. This isn't going to work. And if you tell yourself that, you're absolutely right. It's not going to work because that's what you're manifesting into the universe. It's, you're setting that mindset and it's it's going to be a lot harder and you likely won't succeed. But if you believe you can do it, even if it seems impossible, you know, sometimes it takes a number of tries. And I'm also a big proponent of failure as being a part of uh, achieving success. And so Elon Musk, he failed three times in a row trying to launch a rocket ship, but if he, uh, he succeeded on the fourth try. So there's something to be said about failure and setting that uh, precedent. So Ford, you know, he he had that. And also he, when it came to business decisions, um, it was interesting. He was very strong-willed and also he was very decisive with his decisions. So people around him would make suggestions like, hey, we should do this or we should do that. And he would listen, but then he would make a firm decision. He's like, hey, we're sticking to the model, a model, and because we need to focus on what's working. And he did, he did not like shake or, or adjust from those decisions. He was very firm in them and he stick, stuck with them and he was very successful. And I think there's something to be said about that and like being firm with our decisions. And then Walt Disney, a man who had uh, a ton of success, but also a lot of failure, stated all the adversity I've faced in my life, all my obstacles and struggles have strengthened me. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. 
And then Greg Reed further reinforced this idea by stating that a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. And I love that blueprint because it's super effective. For myself, what I typically did in the past, which was not productive, was I'd be like, okay, I'm going to achieve X in one month. And that's way too broad. We need things to be manageable. manageable. We need chunks. We need to say, hey, I'm going to give this, just to break it down to a manageable sizes, manageable pieces. You know, don't try to try to eat your candy bar all at once. Take bites, make it manageable. So set X state to get this little component done here. And then this component here and hold yourself. We hold ourselves accountable to achieving those miniature goals. And that makes it so much more manageable. And we can actually see our progress. Because if you just try to do everything all at once, maybe you'll succeed. Most likely you won't because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to be disappointed because you haven't accomplished the whole thing in a month. And it's not manageable either. It's a lot harder and you can't really gauge your progress. So that's been super helpful for me. Oh, that's great. Thanks. And I, I appreciate you talking about failure too. And if we can dig a little deeper into that, sometimes, especially as leaders, we avoid failure. We're not even taking that chance. And what are your thoughts on how do you overcome that fear of taking the chance, even though knowing you might fail, even despite the fact that we're human and failure is a lot of times, as you said already, one of the greatest teachers. It, it absolutely is, Mike. And it's such a powerful thing because it's always been viewed as failures associated as a bad thing. If it's not a success, it's bad, right? But truthfully, failure is part of the process of learning and achieving success and through trial and error. Life is one long ongoing boxing match. You'll win some, you'll lose some. Learn from the rounds you lose, and you'll come back harder and stronger and retain a championship mindset even when you lose. The best of the best in the world, Muhammad Ali, um, Joe Frazier, they got knocked down, and they were among the best in the world. Everybody gets knocked down, but it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up and keep going. And that speaks to resilience as well, right? Because it's happened to all of us. It's happened to me. 2019, just uh, around the time of the um, pandemic, I had an e-commerce business and the whole thing failed. COVID totally wiped me out. And I was super bummed because I had put so much time and resources and money into that. That was my baby. And, and it went away and I was super disappointed. But as soon as that happened, I, st I didn't harp on it. I, I pivoted and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going in this direction. I spoke to one of my mentors. He's like, check out, check out publishing. That might, that might be something you'd be interested in. And I didn't think anything of it. I looked it up and I'm like, Hey, this actually looks really cool. This looks like something that can allow me to, to own my past, something that I would enjoy doing. And it's something I can monetize. And those three components is where it's at. So I did that. And wow, that was the most successful venture I've done ever. And it's super rewarding. It's hard work, but I enjoy it. And it's super meaningful to me. And so like, that was a holy grail for me. Like that was really, really awesome. So, but it all happened from failure. If I didn't fail, I wouldn't have been able to recognize that prime opportunity. So don't ever feel bad for failing. Yeah. It's so important. 
Yeah, and it's okay to be vulnerable as a leader too, right? And that's something we talk about a lot in our programs. You don't need to have all the answer. You don't need to be the hero all the time. It's okay to say, I don't know, or I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but we're going to try it and we'll adjust along the way. And yeah, every failure is a is a chance to see something new and to get some new perspective, right? At least do a an after action review and figure out how do we not do this again? Yeah, every great leader that I've ever known has a level of humility, right? If you can't, yep. if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to relate to your people and they won't respect you because they'll know that you're human, but you're acting as though you're above everybody else if you have no humility, right? People want somebody that's relatable to them, to be in the trenches with them, to say, I understand how you feel so that they have that connection. If you dis if you don't have humility, you distance yourself from everybody and you're like, I'm on this level and you're down here. And that's not a good leadership style, in my opinion. It's not effective. Every great leader has expresses humility at, 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 in some way, um, super important. And then for vulnerability, I'm also a huge proponent of that as well. Vulnerability, uh, as Brene Brown stated, great thought leader in this area, vulnerability is not a weakness. Vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. To be vulnerable is to let ourselves to be seen, to be honest. Vulnerability opens your eyes as to whom you should trust. Those who will listen without judgment and guide you towards the right path. And so vulnerability is an incredible strength and it it doesn't seem that it would be right but but it actually is it's it's about being open and that takes a lot of a lot of courage and strength to do to pretend and suppress things that that we aren't good at is is a very easy and i want to say coward's way right to just like hold it in like oh this doesn't bother me no it's there you're just hiding it you know, but to put it out, it's, it takes a lot of strength and courage. And I think that's far more admirable. Yeah. It's definitely a dangerous place to be when you're doing that. And just think of the energy that's kind of wasted suppressing that. And yeah. uh, we've talked about that on a couple of previous episodes where yeah, you'd ra- wouldn't you rather spend that energy on good things and moving forward. Right. Yeah. But the other thing to note too, is that it's important that you are careful with who you share that with, because not everybody, you yes. shouldn't be vulnerable around all people. You needs to be around people that you trust and are comfortable with and who will listen and guide you towards the right path as I suggested. But um, yeah, be careful about who you share it, share it with. Not everybody. It's like, we, you can't walk up to somebody and tell them your life story and expect them to be uh, sympathetic, right? Because not everybody is a doctor. Not everybody is a good listener. And you can't expect people to be. You have to know them and you have to be careful just like anything else. So important to note that don't expect everybody to be. Some people aren't in a good place or they'll feel like you're placing a burden upon them, especially if you don't know them very well. So that's a very important lesson too that comes with vulnerability. That's a great clarification. Another topic here I'd like to dig in a little more. Uh, you, you brought it up a little bit, which is COVID. One of the things that have become more central in the workplace is addressing or the need, I should say, to address mental health challenges that uh, a lot of people are experiencing. What advice would you give to somebody struggling with mental health, whether it's uh, from a business aspect or in their personal life or maybe both? Regardless of what you have, of course, these things feel like a bad card, right? We're dealt with a certain hand of cards when we're brought into this world. And we can't change, well, oftentimes we can't change those cards, but it's what we can do is play the hand as best as possible. So whatever we're dealt with, whether that's mental health or some of their hardship, it's important to find the good and the positive, even within things that are negative, can find 
positive things. So for me, I was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder type one as a young adult. And that was actually a very good thing because it's not an excuse. It was a responsibility to hold myself accountable and to work harder to overcome those obstacles. And to take that one step further, there was actually, there's actually something good to be said about that, right? So of course it sounds terrible, like, oh, that, that's such a hard thing to deal with, but it gave me a greater appreciation for, for depression. I feel a lot more gratitude towards the people in life that make me happy, even on days when I feel down. And for bipolar disorder, when I feel manic, mania can look uh, like a very extremely high source of energy. And I've learned to channel that energy into positive things, like projects that I have. And I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do, or you're going to be able to do that every day, but it's something I've actively worked on. And I've, I've found that I can take these negative things and siphon them into something more positive. And that's been really powerful and empowering to be able to do that. And I can't speak for every person. And of course, consult with a medical professional. I'm not a doctor, but I would say that there's, that even within negative things that we have in our life, we can find positive things. Within loss, there's always victories to be found. And for me, that, that looks like putting on my victory glasses. So when I have a loss, when I fail at something, I look for the things that went well, even if there's minor, right? Always celebrate your victories, even if they are minor. If you can't ever appreciate your victories, then when you have big ones, you'll never allow yourself to be able to celebrate and use that motivation as momentum to continue propelling you forward towards your goals and aspirations. So it's so important to find the positive within the negative, even if they're small, they are there and they exist. And it's important to recognize them, identify them and celebrate them. Uh, that's great. The mind is so powerful. You've talked about that a couple times in a couple different ways uh, already this morning. And I think back to a, a close friend of mine talks about those really hard days. Find your win. Maybe the win was just, I got up and I got dressed. It doesn't have to be this huge win. Goals don't have to be big. Goals can be simple as getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, making breakfast or going for a walk. Yep. Celebrate the victories, even if they're minor, because with depression, some days it can be really, really hard. And those things can can actually be difficult for people. And to be able to to just do them, even if it's something small like that, makes a huge difference because you can take that and propel and use that to move you forward and to, to do a little bit more and a little bit more and uh, keep going in that cycle. Yeah, try to have that positive outlook. And I, I agree with you. Gratitude has is, is been really helpful to me personally. And I know so many other people. So before we wrap up this episode, what final advice do you have or suggestions for our audience that uh, maybe something they can do today to apply what you've been talking about? Absolutely. So I would say that business, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur or, you, or you're in a business, it's a lonely journey. It can be really hard. It can be incredibly frustrating, but just keep going. Keep pushing away. You're not going to know all the answers. I didn't. I made a lot of mistakes, but we learn from those mistakes we're going to fail and we're going to fail again and we're going to fail again. But the important thing to know about failing is that fail in the word fail, F-A-I-L, F stands for first, A stands for attempt, I stands for in, L stands for learning. 
First attempt in learning is what FAIL stands for. End stands for effort never dies. And when somebody tells you no and you're rejected, no stands for next opportunity. So when you're going through life and things suck and, and you're failing, remember to pivot. Use a positive mindset. This is only temporary. Victory is eternal. Loss is temporary. It's all about your mindset. And it's so important. Even when the things get tough, that's when you got to push even harder because you just don't know how close you are. And so many times we get frustrated. We feel like giving up. But that end of that tunnel is you're right there. You just got to keep going. You will get there. You will achieve and have success and live a life of abundance and happiness and thrive. Well said. Well, Avi, thank you so much for taking time in your schedule today and talking with me and our audience here to share your experience, your advice. If anybody's interested in learning more from you, where can we point them to? Uh, the best place where I do most of my communication is on LinkedIn. So if you just type in my name into LinkedIn, I'll pop up right away. Avi, A-V-I, Wolfson, W-O-L-F-S-O-N. And yeah, the, whatever you want to talk about, happy, I'll talk to anybody. I'm always looking to connect with people and you know see if we can collaborate and get a win-win. Uh, that's what I'm all about and just happy to talk or whatever. Just uh, reach out to me there and I'm, I'll be happy to connect. Sounds good. And I'll add information about how to do that on the show notes as well. In closing, I'd like to take a moment and thank our listeners. We wish you the best of luck as you move forward on your leadership journey. Please check back regularly for additional episodes.